1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hamden gets the government go-ahead for 12,000 fans to attend the Euros Kieran Tierney faces a spell-out injured with the tournament fast approaching And Hibs say they're braced to sell a top player this summer I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gary Caldwell and Andy Halliday Andy, a strangely quiet midweek But always plenty to keep us going in Scottish football
2: Yep, and I think the main headline that you spoke about there is one that I'd imagine has has brought a lot of joy Throughout the nation You know 12,000 fans back into the stadium You know there's some humming and hawing Do we feel as if it's enough But I think we can all Surely agree that We're just grateful to get any sort of fans Back into the stadium And 12,000 will certainly be enough To to give our Scottish boys An extra 10-15% going into the Euros
1: Gary Caldwell is just delighted He's come He doesn't even care what happens Between now and 8 o'clock He lives in England these days And he's rocked in here with a packet of caramel Mini caramel wafer biscuits And he thinks this is the greatest You've been away too long The look on your face that you're able to get these Scottish treats when you come up here It was
3: incredible when I pulled up at the petrol station (laughs) and I found them it was just incredible So Honestly, uh, They're not for me They're just for you Smile on them. this guy's face
2: See I didn't want to disrespect you He's right But has he been born in the 90s 90s babies don't really eat <laughs> Caramel <a> wafers anymore <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're showing your age
1: <laughs> 01419511025 It does not need to be about chocolate biscuits Other varieties are available Please talk about football on the phone Or on Twitter At Clyde SSB Pick up the phone Nice and early Let the guys know What is on your mind Um It does seem like the the obvious place to start, but I'm sure there will be other stories doing the rounds today. A slight injury concern over Kieran Tierney. Uh, Lots of discussion last night, lots of reaction to the news that James Tavernier's been handed a new Rangers contract. So if you feel like you didn't get time to get that off your chest or talk about uh, all of the associated stories there, then pick up the phone. The Eddie Howe situation, it's just there, it's bubbling away. Will he become the Celtic manager? When will he become the Celtic manager? All of those and whatever else you think we've missed Pick up that phone 0141 951 1025 Or on Twitter at Clyde SSB Let's kick off with uh, that news this evening Um, Just breaking news really this afternoon And that is that the Scottish Government has given approval To allow spectators up to 25% of Hampden's capacity Which is approximately 12,000 For each of the four games to be staged at Hampden Park on the face of it Andy, welcome news Yeah,
2: delighted Listen Gordon, it was only 2-3 months ago when we were, There was sort of you no know, talk and murmurs about the Scottish game That even going into the start of next season There was a possibility of no fans again And for players, listen, it's not what you want And for fans who are, are desperate to get back into stadiums and, and seeing their club team, seeing their nation at Their, their first major tournament for a couple of decades It's, it's fantastic news and, and like I said, 12,000 Yeah, might not seem a lot but for where we are and where we have been, it seems like more than enough. So it's, it's fantastic news to start the day. How
3: much of a difference do you think that will make, Gary? Yeah, I think it will. I think, you know, whilst we wanted it full and that would have been a, a huge uh, advantage to us, I think getting any supporters, like Andy said, any supporters in the stadium after what we went through in the past year will be a big boost for the supporters, but also for the players and hopefully. They can give us that Extra little percent uh, That will improve mm. the performance and, and help us get results In the home games Because Andy You've played An empty hand in this season What what was it like?
2: <sighs> I mean well, it, A couple I, of times I've, actually Was yeah, it twice? Yeah a couple of times But it goes without saying It's just It's not the same I mean you're, you're going into a, Your national semi-final Your national cup final And you just don't have That same edge That same buzz That same adrenaline And, and to get that It just all comes with uh, From within mm. And it's like I say When you go 2-0 down After after 20 minutes that's sometimes when they fa- they, you know, the fans can get back on, on your side and you make it back 2-1 that's, it's just always giving you that constant edge and I think you know, from a player's perspective and, and Gaz will say from from his time playing fans make a huge difference and like mm. I said even 12,000 can make a huge difference to, to Scotland's chances in the do group
3: you, Do you think some players have, have benefited from not having supporters and others you know I, I think I would have struggled I, I liked having supporters shout at me mainly but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, you know I, I think you know, some players have actually gained from, from not having yeah. supporters?
2: I mean it's, it's
3: it's something that's been a you know an
2: on, uh, ongoing debate for a long time and, and I, I don't think there's any doubt whatsoever there probably is players that have gained from it. But you know, I'm, I'm similar to you. It's throughout you know, it's a long season. Football's a long season and you know you go into games where you're feeling a bit leggy, you don't feel a hundred percent, and the yeah. only thing that gets you there is the atmosphere for the fans To kick off the game Mm. And you know All your niggles seem to go away And and Adrenaline just takes you through the game So without that It's it's just not the same Keen to get your thoughts on this Scotland
1: fans Football fans in general Because even if you're looking at it With your your club hat on What might this mean How do you respond How do you feel about that news today That approximately 12,000 fans Will be allowed in to Hamden For Euro 2020 matches Andy, it's only twelve thousand. It's only twenty five percent. But I wonder if, in a strange way, and trying to tap into your experiences here, because these fans will have had none, will, will that will that fuel like fifty will thousand? Will do you know what I mean by that? Like yeah. in, in normal circumstances, twelve thousand isn't a lot. But because you've had a full season of none, walking out to twelve thousand, will, will that feel like you know, like like it's almost a full house?
2: Absolutely no doubt. And and you know, we talked about. Know, Scotland qualifying for the first major competition For two decades These fans haven't actually been in a stadium To show their appreciation And mm-hmm. show their support So that these games could be their first opportunity to do that But what I will say as a player I would not look, be looking forward to ticket requests Because <laughs> they are yeah. going to be gold dust
1: Yeah I, was, I think that does remain to be seen Because tickets have been sold prior to all this kicking off So um, yeah good luck on that one We will update you in due course when uh, they come to some sort of ticket arrangement It's a bit early to see how that will work This is all quite early days um, Keep your calls coming in on that though What do you make of that news 01419511025 Let's try and tell you a bit more about it first Scotland's National Clinical Director Jason Leach says he's delighted But there is a chance it could be more than 25% If things do go to plan He also has been outly- outlying um, what they had to take into account To get to that number
4: I'm absolutely delighted, and it's thanks to everybody's behaviour, remember, and the vaccine rollout. The reason we can say that the plan now for June is 25%, 25%, 12,000 people, is because of the incidents, the positivity, the hospitalisations, and the deaths in the country just now. Now, we may even be able to go further. Of course, if we go backwards, then we might have to reverse, but... Scotland has now put down a plan that says we'll have 12,000 people in Hamden, and I'm absolutely delighted. If you look at the distancing possible, the queuing systems, what Hamden's infrastructure looks like. But then you also have to think about transportation and getting people to and from the stadium. So lots of conversations with Police Scotland, with Transport Scotland, with the SFA, and then with UEFA to make the event viable and make it feel like the euro's.
1: 1025 on the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. So let the guys know what you make of that one. Um, I suppose on the face of it, it's good news, but other people might not fully agree. They might want more. They might want other games uh, brought into account. Let's speak to Martin in Motherwell first. Hi, Martin. What do you make of that news today? Um, um it's, it's
5: good news, but my concerns are: is it the right place to start? Should they maybe have started in the lower leagues letting 25% up because it's a smaller ground, it's easier to handle and monitor and then filter up towards the top divisions? And the reason for saying that is there's so many clubs living on the breadline right now. They're living hand-to-mouth. Some teams have had wages deferred. Some teams have had to go for loans. So I'm wondering... Should we have started at the lower level first Rather than the whole Let's jump on the Euros bandwagon
1: Yeah I, I get that Is there not a time element to this though Martin In the sense that the Euros is in June And by then you hope that the, the situation with the virus Will be better than it is in early April And then it gives you that kind of Target to, to look forward to and, and do it then at some point in the future
5: Well The government keep telling us that Getting a vaccine is a way forward um, I know we're currently in lockdown, but the figures continue to fall. And I'm looking at something like, say, a Motherwell, um, or even an Airdrie. They've got reasonably sized stands for the amount of fans they actually bring in. So, why can't we start there and bring vital money into these clubs right now? Yeah, I mean,
1: there's a wide-ranging discussion here. I'm sure some clubs would tell you that actually 25% of fans in there wouldn't make a difference financially because you then you open the stadium and you need staff and those twenty five percent aren't buying their pay per view um, yeah. ticket for the game. So, um, but I, I get where where Martin's going. Funnily enough, on since Martin raised it, let me play a, a second bit from Jason Leach because it's on that topic. He says they will revisit the possibility of test events for fans before the Euros and says the Scottish Cup final could be used as a, a gateway event.
4: I wouldn't be surprised if we started to think about test events again as we move into the level system. If you remember, 26th of April, presently, to think about moving the country into level three, and then three weeks later, all being well, we move again. And that's when we start to think about capacities at, Festivals or in theatres or in football stadia. So, we will again think about what that looks like, perhaps for a few hundred people initially. And then there are some, let's call them gateway events, big events that we know are coming from the World Mountain Bike Championship to the Scottish Cup final. You're absolutely right. And we need to think about how we can make them as accessible as we possibly can if. Covid
1: allows There we go Martin Maybe the domestic game Will benefit from this In a roundabout way In the coming months
5: Well Hopefully I I believe that When they are allowed Some of the uh, With no disrespect Some of the less Fanciable clubs I think we'll see A little surge Because There's maybe Guys that go to One game In every four But because We've not been able To go to football at all I think some of these guys in the initial period when we're allowed back, some people that go to one in every four might go to every game or one in every mm. two, and that initially would obviously have a positive impact on the, the buzz around the club, the mm. financials around the club, and taking the clubs forward, because everybody's stint in the, in the, in the, in the football club world. People need, they need something to aim towards, and more importantly, football clubs need money back into... Move forward with next season And new
1: signings I hope Martin's right Gary Do you think that That might actually happen That you know Because you've had something Taken away for so long It renews your enthusiasm When you when you can go back
3: Yeah I think you could be right I think Like you said People who went to the odd game Might decide to go and buy A season ticket They might take their, their kids Or you know Hopefully People After this long time And not being able to go And see games live mm. You know Want to go back to that And we get more people In the stadium When, when it opens up again Because I think we've realised in this period that football without supporters is is just not the same game. I think there's maybe a knock-on effect, Andy, as well.
1: Understandably, we focus on fans inside the stadium. Get that, 12,000 for these big showpiece events. But but before all this kicked off, this was meant to be a really exciting time for the city, for Glasgow, for us right here, in terms of bringing people here and and what it would mean for the city away from, from that 90 minutes. And I think as part of this, they're now looking again at Okay, can we can we get a fan zone on the go? Can we get fan zones? Can we get people? And that that is all part of the major tournament experience, surely.
2: Yeah, and I mean we joked about the the demands for tickets, but I mean, even that would be a boost for the people that can maybe you know potentially not go to the game. And and at the end of the day, it'll be a boost mm. to the Scottish economy. So uh, it's all positive news, you know. Martin uh, makes a couple of fair points, but I think at this stage it's just looking at it as a sort of a glass half full. You know, you mentioned when you sometimes you don't know what you've got till you're gone and. Martin mentioned Motherwell Which I thought was a fair point Because maybe when people Have been watching Motherwell No whenever every game Gordon And and now they've not had A chance to go so long They want to go back And see their teams so Quite right
1: Well good said point. Yep Martin I can get <laughs> fully behind that um, Alan is in Falkirk What's your take on it Alan?
6: Look, good evening panel Actually some of my points Has been brought up tonight Because For all I'm uh, excited That the fans are getting back in I, f- I personally think The club football uh, Is more important Because the fans of Paid a lot of money for season tickets, and as you said, and Jason says, we've got the Scottish Cup coming up, and we're well, my club. Hopefully, well, no, hopefully, lost in the Premier League trophy, and I'd like to see some fans in at that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I do get that, Gary, and I know international football is not for everyone. But um Alan used the phrase there about club football being more important. I don't think this is a competition about what's more or less important. Basically, UEFA have said if you want to be a host nation, if you want to take part in this you're going to need to prove to us you can get some fans in. And we've had to do a bit of forward planning. I don't think this is anyone saying international football is more important than domestic stuff.
3: No, I think it's timing. I think by that stage, hopefully, we have reached all the the benchmarks that the government needs to reach uh, to, to allow us to open the, the stadium up. I think if they could do that sooner for club football than they would, I think everyone is in the same boat of trying to get supporters back in stadiums as quick as we can. UEFA have came up with this criteria That the countries to be a host uh, mm. Venue you have to submit These plans and Scotland Has is, is fallen into line with that so If that change is great if it doesn't We've, we've got something to yeah, look forward I mean, to For a
1: bit of context you heard Jason Leach there saying That it is 25% that could go up We're, we're roughly in line with the other Host nations it's not like other Host nations are going to have loads and we've only Got the 25% but on the Other hand at Dublin for instance They are Part as a host nation Is in doubt Because the the Irish FA couldn't give The assurances That they can get fans in So Dublin may now Not be a host uh, Venue And that would obviously Have been a um, A bit of a shame Alan Scottish Cup final Being discussed As a potential Trial event Gateway event Is that something That would appeal to you?
6: Yes of course Uh, As I say Club football With a lot of fans Put out a lot of money This year uh, To support All the teams And it would be good To get fans back in To see
1: at least the last couple of games of the season Yeah I wonder Andy Gary used the word timing here It's not like we're saying Yeah we can get fans in the Scotland game In in, um, April But domestic football you'll need This is June This is June we're talking about And we've been quite lucky That's that's a, a ridiculous word to use Not lucky but In terms of the way this all falls we're planning ahead for June The domestic season will be finished by then So we're not really comparing like for like
2: Yeah exactly And and it was only announced an hour or two ago Gordon we don't actually know what their plans are going, uh, Moving forward for uh, for domestic club football But what I said was a real worry Sort of six weeks to two months ago There was murmurs between players that You know going into next season And, and even leading up to sort of Christmas time At the end of 2021 There was a, still a severe possibility That fans wouldn't be back into the stadium So what we've got now is communication First and foremost for the, for the hierarchy and, you know, a plan. We've got a plan uh, in place, so we've, we've all got something to look forward mm. to. So I've no doubt there's going to be an, another plan for for club and domestic football to start, and like we said, by potential a, a test event in the do Scottish you, Cup final. Do you guys
1: still... Do, do you still discuss it? Or are you over it now? What, what, what no, you- no,
2: it's, it's, it, it, it gets discussed week in, week out, hands really? down. Because I I think, you know, we've spoken about it a million times, football is it's nothing without the fans. It's nothing without it, the, the atmosphere and, and, and the support and the backing that... That people out there, uh, out there give their clubs And I'd, I'd imagine people are even the same Just watching football Even watching mm. football on a telly That's got no fans is not the same So, uh, you know, players are no different uh, No different than the fact that Just desperate to get the fans back into the stadium When it's safe to do so I mean, it was the
1: same scenario Last time you were in, Gary The three of us, 55 Scotland caps between us um, You sort of handled most of them All of them Having played for your country at in many times And that constant desire to get to a major tournament now that we're there can you even begin to imagine what that would have been like to get there and then not play in front of anyone
3: yeah it's, I think it's very Scottish that <laughs> when we get there it's in the middle of a pandemic and there potentially isn't fans so to have some is better than, than what it mm. looked like uh, I can only speak from experience Hamden full uh, playing for your country no better feeling the the noise a, a lot of people question Hamden how it's built The behind the goal being so far away but for me, Scotland games—you know—the the, the atmosphere that was generated was incredible. Mm. The noise in Hamden. So, hopefully, those twelve thousand because of miss football can can make mm. it special and, and bring something, even although it's not full. Yeah. Alan, can we put a, a glass half
1: full slant on this, where you are saying you know you're disappointed that we can't make progress yet with club football? Could we maybe suggest that this means that things are looking up and we should be optimistic that club football can can follow soon?
6: Of course. Yes, uh, and hopefully the club football
1: can follow soon Yes, definitely Yep, I think Alan speaks on behalf of us all It was good to hear from you Alan and Falkirk Go one four one Uh Let's hear a bit quickly on a similar theme from Mikel Arteta We don't hear from him very often But he says he doesn't know whether Kieran Tierney will play for Arsenal again this season And he says the defender's desperate to play at the Euros But could miss up to six weeks of training
3: we have to make sure first that he doesn't need any surgery, which he doesn't look like it. So it could have been worse because the action looks uh, quite uh, scary, but he's feeling better and, and the damage is not that bad. So at the end of the day, it's not um, the bad news that maybe we could um, wait for after the game. I don't know. We're going to have to go day, day by day, see how Kieran is feeling, how Danny is uh, reacting. And, and when we get close to to playing time and training with the team, and depending where we are and how he's feeling, we'll make that decision. He's so keen to play for us uh, before the end of the season. And obviously he's extremely keen to represent his country in the Euros. Six weeks is
1: that time frame we keep hearing. I think our first Euro game is about nine and a half weeks away. Is that a bit too close
2: for comfort? I think it will be fine. I do think it will be fine. I think. You no, know, mm-hmm. the worry for for Kieran Tierney and Arsenal fans is the fact that you know going into that game there was there was the stat that he's not managed to play ten games in a row yet for Arsenal. So I think there's there's, there's been an underlying issue there with, with some of his injuries over the last couple of years. So I think it'll be a real frustration to him. But I think you know I, I think the the difference of three four weeks is, is plenty enough for him for him to get fit and ready to to, to be involved in. In Scotland's charge Unless it was only last week We were talking about How key and how important A player he is for Scotland I think his, uh, his performances Over the last few internationals And at club levels Has really showed that And, mm. and to top it off As soon as we went it uh, Went off air sorry His performance against Pharaohs yep. last, last week So he's, uh, he's a massive player But I'm sure Steve Clark and, and the Scotland staff be giving him Every opportunity To be fit for the, the campaign Yeah let's
1: not even go there Gary You said a minute ago It's very Scotland To get to a first tournament And we can't get any fans in
3: Let's not add in having injuries to our best players When the Euros rolls around I think he'll be okay It obviously looks like a pretty serious injury In terms of he could be out for several weeks But I think with modern techniques In terms of uh, physiotherapy and rehabilitation uh, With kind of underwater treadmills And anti-gravity running and stuff like that Then he will be fit Or as fit as he can be Until he gets back on the grass and then it won't take him too long To get up to speed So fingers crossed uh, He's ready And and maybe I, th- I sometimes think the break Might actually help yeah. him When he comes in With real freshness and energy So And lifts the uh, trophy At the end of yeah, okay, Fingers crossed. crossed I
1: like the way that's going 01419511025 So that's today's big news story 12,000 fans At least allowed into Hamden Uh, For the Euro games What else is on your mind? Is it James Tavernier's contract? Is it early player of the year shouts? Is it Eddie Howe? You decide Pick up the phone right now And we could be speaking to you next
0: You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Gary Caldwell and Andy Halliday Are here at 01419511025 To put your point to the guys And if you'd rather tweet you can do that as well Over there at Clyde SSB Uh, Speaking of which We do have uh, some thoughts coming in The story we brought you at the top of the show 12,000 fans approximately in Hamden For the Euros Uh, Terry says Surely there will be that for the Scottish Cup semi-final And final then Lots of you are coming at this with a club hat on And uh, Blair McNeil says "Geez, folk like to moan This is good news Um, Yeah I suppose on the face of it it is. So that's Twitter at Clyde SSB But we're 01419511025 On the phones I did say it was up to you You don't have to talk about that topic tonight It can be something else uh, George is on the line in Guruk What's your point tonight George? Well my point is I
7: listened last night And mm-hmm. I listened tonight as well About Tavernier's new contract Which is a great bit of business for Rangers uh, There's been some callers on saying Sell, sell, sell but really, if you think of the bigger picture, and I think Gerard will think of the bigger picture. Uh, you know, if you sold Tavernier and then you had the young young fella coming in and he gets injured, what do you do? You've not got you've not got right back coverage. Gerard wants at least two players for each position. It's going to have a fantastic season next season in the Champions League, etc. Uh, a lot of games, a lot of games. So Nathan Patterson is going to get played. Um, and during the world, are good to, to watch Tavernier. Tavernier's not that old. He's not an old player. But he's he's really come on under Gerard, and I think they should keep both players.
1: Uh, yeah, Andy, what did you make of that news yesterday that James Tavernier had signed the contract extension?
2: Huge bonus, well deserved. Uh, like George says, he's you know he's still 29 years old, so he's still got more than a couple of years left in his prime. But Real, real smart business for me uh, that the Rangers have made because you know what George didn't quite allude on was the fact that you know that's James Tavernier, Steven Davis, Alan McGregor, three new, co- new contracts, real key elements to the dressing room. You know, real three vocal leaders within the within the background that maybe you don't quite see. And and uh, I've I've said you know the amount of times about seeing a real mentality shift for Rangers this year. You know, any sort of challenge they've faced, they've they've overcome it. They've been relentless in their pursuit to, to win the championship this year, and it's people at that in the dressing room at the background Mm. that are a real important uh, factor so it's it's fantastic news for Rangers
1: the discussion last night and and George is right it it was actually a couple of Rangers fans that brought it up they then phoned in and said oh actually yeah I know it's is seemingly good news but maybe this is just a clue that we're going to sell him we've protected ourselves we've signed the, the new contract we've got Nathan Patterson there you know we could cash in on him is that
2: well, I mean, he still had two years left in his contract. He wasn't, you know, running down one for this year or even going into the sea, uh, the end of the year where you're left in his deal. So I think it was just Rangers doing whatever they can to keep their captain and one of their best players, and, and that's what they've managed to do. You know, Nathan Patterson, who we've seen break onto the scene this season, is someone that you know, all my friends, all my family used to ask me who, who who's the who, who's the real prospect coming through at Rangers. I've said Nathan for the last two three years. We're starting to see and and uh, obviously spells that he's. He's managed to break into the team But it's still very, very early in his progression mm. He's never been on loan He's never you know, had a real taste of men's football He's just all of a sudden been thrown into the deep end And he's he's coping with it extremely, extremely well But I'm no doubt Stephen Gerrard and his background staff Will be careful, uh, careful with his development And we'll see him become a top player in years to come
3: Yeah, I think I think the Tavern, Tavernier one Possibly he could be somebody that they would sell And I think as a club you always have to be working ahead of that and, and giving him a new contract I don't think guarantees he stays I think like like any football club if an offer comes in for him then at, at some point you have to consider it so I, you know I, I think it's good business in terms of he's been excellent uh, for Rangers and, and they want him to stay at the club but it also secures your asset as well because I think Rangers you know they, they might look to sell someday in the summer because they have been buying for, for a number of years now to win the league at some point you have to balance the books As a football club mm-hmm. Financially you have to look at it So It'll be interesting to see How that plays out Over the summer Yeah, I So George You were Just elaborate on, on what you were saying
1: They'll both be there Next season As far as you're concerned And, and Patterson will, will learn off the captain
7: Well absolutely I think that has to happen There's actually one uh, Gordon For uh, Black Arthur that If you think Of the number of goals That has scored This season A number of assists If he wasn't playing where would we?
1: Where would Rangers and Celtic be in the league? That's arithmetic that I cannot even begin to handle. Yep. Um, but it's, it's certainly it's certainly a good theory. Um, Andy, how do they both fit in then? This is Nathan Patterson, who Stephen Gerrard's gone as far as to say that his ability is is you know part of the debate about how long his COVID ban should be or whether he should have one. We've got guys knocking down these phone lines to say that Stevie Clark should take him to the Euros. How much football does he play next season? And and what what's the solution And how are they Is there any chance of a loan at all Or how, how do they fit them both in
2: Truth be told Probably Speddingly I think it'll be a It'll be a rotational uh, Purpose because James Tavenier is a captain He's the first name He's one of the first names On the team sheet And we've seen over the last You know four or five years One thing I've said to you And a player You know one of your best abilities Is availability And James Tavenier's been available Every day Every game And that's the reason he's been Playing all the games Because the manager can trust him Nathan Partson's someone who, like I said, has been flung into the deep end and, and he's he's coping extremely well. But people need to remember he's nineteen. I know that's not that young in today's uh, day and age, but he's unfortunate in the fact that he's coming up against Rangers arguably key player. You know, their captain, one of their leaders, somebody that, that uh leads by example in a in a in a performance level uh, level as well as off the pitch. So I think they'll still keep Nathan Partson at the club. Mm. I don't think they'll see any need for him to to go out and get on loan because they'll fully trust him now that if he's called upon, if there's an injury to have again or others' rotation uh, in between European games, they can trust him to be flung in.
1: You, you don't think Rangers would consciously start to To just play James Tavernier less to, to give Nathan Patterson more game time? I mean, it, it would be when needed or, or when a particular fixture came around.
2: Yeah, I think I, I do think when needed, but. James Tavenier's not had somebody to replace him For the last two three years so, so when Rangers have played the, the, the early qualifying rounds In the Europa League When they've played East Fife away James Tavenier's always played Because there's been nobody to replace mm. him Now they'll have full trust That when they, they do see a scope to, to rotate Or, or, or James Tavernier is you know, Not 100% He's got a few niggling injuries Now they can trust uh, Nathan Partson To come in and do the job Gary, what's
1: that challenge like When you've got a young player And they're sort of on that On that borderline of yeah you could send them out on loan and they, they get football and they play but, but they actually are quite close to the first team and so you don't want to let them out on loan and, and you want to keep them
3: Is that a difficult balance to strike? Yeah it's a difficult decision for the manager I think you have to look at the coaching he's getting at the club daily and, and the, the, the environment that you're creating for him daily if you send them away on loan you're losing mm. that contact with the player but you're getting them minutes on the pitch so I'm sure... Steven Gerrard and Rangers will have a a clear plan for Nathan Patterson moving forward and and what game time he does get uh, to to develop him slowly because you have to be careful as well by throwing him in too early like Andy said if he's not ready for that it can actually set him back Mm. uh, if he has a a bad experience so uh, they'll be constantly looking at that uh, part of his development and how he progresses and ultimately they're, they're both fighting for the same position so at some point Nathan Patterson to get in the team has to try and oust uh, Tavernay from from the team and that that is a big challenge for him. Uh, George,
1: good to speak to you. That was George in Guruko1419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's bring in Liam who's a Celtic fan in Airdrie. What's on your mind tonight, Liam?
8: Hi Gordon, thanks for taking my call, mate. Um, I want to change tactics a little bit. Uh, Vasily Barkas, the Celtic goalkeeper, I know Hugh's been having a bit of a go him the last few days saying that Celtic definitely have to get a new goalkeeper. I just want to use a couple of examples to defend them. Uh, Spillian Petrov and Fernando Rickson, these were two players that came to the old firm and had very poor first seasons. I think we all agree on that. And the, the fans, if they been sold. The fans wouldn't really have complained. But the second season, you had a change of manager, Martin and Neil, Alice McLeish, and then they came in, and both of those guys, you know, they became basically modern-day legends. They won travels, won league titles, helped the clubs get to the Cup finals. I'm not saying Barkas is going to do that. I'm just saying that I would like to think a new manager could come in because this guy's a Greek international, £5 million. There has to be something there. We haven't seen it this season. I've been racking my brain, though, thinking what? how many mistakes does he actually make? I can only think of one. And that was the Conor Goldson header in the first old-firm game this season. I genuinely can't think of a single other mistake or you know, think, Well, there's something he definitely could have saved. So I want to see him get another chance. You've got to take into account the, the situation as well with COVID. You know, the very different situation for us all, but especially for a young guy moving uh, to a new country. So I think people have been harsh, but I do think there's something there. I, I want to believe there's something there, put it that way.
3: Yeah, look, I think it's, he's had a really difficult first season psychologically, how that's affected him Only the people that are working with him day in, day out will, will know that. I agree a little bit, a new manager coming in. Uh, a different way of coaching a different way of managing the players might bring out the best in him so I wouldn't say he's 100% finished at the club but it's a long way back from because he's he started in such a negative uh, cycle he has to really kind of get that confidence yeah. from from the supporters from the players back quickly in early next season but a new manager could, could revive him in that way so it, it's Again, it's down to the relationships and and the understanding from the people within the club and what information gets passed on to the new manager and how he takes that and and improves Marcus moving forward.
2: I mean, I think Liam makes a fair point when he you know he talks about the likes of you know Fernando Rixon, Stylian Petrov, you know, Borna Baris, which was another one you know players that have sort of struggled to get used to the pace and the you know the frantic nature of Scottish football, but come in time showed that they're, they're well worth the transfer value, but. The fact of the matter is, for me, the goalkeeper position is one where you have to be sure of, because if you're not sure and you're not confident in your goalkeeper, it slowly eats into your defence and it seeps through the full team. You know you can't underestimate the importance of a team having full belief and confidence in their goalkeeper. And listen, Barkash, yeah, yeah, he cost five million pound. He can't be a bad player. I agree, can't international. He can't be a bad player. But do Celtic players, never mind the club, do the players have full belief in him? So, if Celtic don't go and buy a goalkeeper in the summer and they do start the season by giving Barca mm. a second chance, it's very, very, very risky. And, uh, you know, Liam says he can only remember one mistake. I, I don't think that's true. I know I, mm. I, I've not watched every game, but I, I remember there's been two, three, four occasions. Do not
8: remember anything else, Andy. Do you swear to God? I mean, I, I've, I've watched every game this season and there are saves you think, okay, maybe, you know, a top class goalkeeper would have saved them, but it's not like absolute poor mistakes. Yeah, and that's the only one I
2: can think of went through his legs. Liam. Uh, your point there is that's it for me A top glass goalkeeper would have saved him That's what Celtic need That's what Rangers have got I think that's what Celtic have had in the past And I think that's the difference between a goalkeeper losing you points Or not gaining you any Or a goalkeeper winning you that 10 points That secures the title for you, you. Could, Other people
1: might look at that from the other side Liam And say yeah he's not actually made too many howlers But, but how many saves has he made? What saves has he made?
8: No, listen I, I agree with you there Gordon But I just feel that to simply throw him away you know, five million for yeah. There has to be something there. Sure. You know, I know that there's a lot of bad signs, but even Shane Duffy, you know, um, this guy was a, a, an Irish international. Obviously, things have gone very badly for him, but again, the personal circumstances that have been rumoured about him as well that, you know, I don't want to talk about here, but the entire season's been bad for Celtic. You know, I, I was on a couple of weeks ago talking to Scott Brown, you know, and Alex was saying that, oh, well, he's, he's not been in the standards he has been in the last couple of years. No one has. No one no a Celtic player. Callum McGregor hasn't. Brian Christie has the only, the only Celtic player is David Turnbull I would give praise this season. And he's only played the full season. Mm. That's how bad it's been. I just think that fans are they're focusing on individual players um, rather than the team as a collective. we say, we get rid of Duff, we get rid of Barkas, things will be hunky-dory. It doesn't work like that. I think I would want to see if Eddie Howe came in and if he could work with Barkas, talk to him, get to know him, get his confidence back up, you never know, you might see the international goalkeeper that we signed.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with that, with Barca's, I think with Duffy, for me, th- this is where Celtic have got recruitment wrong and they really have to focus on this next season. Duffy is an unbelievable penalty box defender who has played his best games for Republic of Ireland when they play very deep and you know, down in England When he's playing for teams That are struggling down The foot, the English Premier League like Survival football sort of thing And then he comes to Celtic Where you're asking Different things Of the centre back You're asking them To start the play So his passing needs to be good You're asking them to f- defend From the halfway line back And he's struggled with that In terms of counter attacks He's struggled with teams breaking and, and having to defend Too much space So in terms of recruitment They, they aren't just looking for A centre back A goalie They're looking for specific criteria in each position That fits the profile of how they want to play And Celtic, for me, recruitment-wise, didn't do that last season Talking about
1: Barkas, whether it be winning over a manager Winning over fans, winning over his teammates How important is that? As somebody who's played in that position And it was Andy that mentioned it That confidence in the guy behind you The belief that he'll dig you out if need be Think back to your time Who were the guys behind you? And what, what, what did that feel like, that relationship?
3: Arthur Boric was incredible, incredible presence, incredible goalkeeper. You, you knew that if you made a mistake, you had a guy that nine times out of ten would dig you out. Uh, a, a fantastic character and its presence. You know, like certain players have a presence, and for me, a goalie having played centre back, a goalie, you you know he's you can feel him. You, the, you don't need mm. to look and see he's there. You can feel him there, and it's it's a weird thing. But when you've got it it gives you such confidence uh, in your game and he he was one of the best but I played with Alan McGregor had similar Craig Gordon similar and it's a presence that I don't know what it is it's kind of untangible you can't measure it but the best goalies have it I think they call it daftness Do they not? <laughs>
1: I was going to say <laughs> Daft about, enough to train but, to Craig a wasn't daft well, Craig, that, That's the yeah, thing y- uh... y- You ruined it for me there Because when you were Rhyming them off and then it, People always say this About goalies I thought maybe Barkas Needs to get a bit more daft <laughs> Maybe he needs to become A bit <laughs> more of a, of, of a Wacky <laughs> character And then you mentioned Craig Gordon And he's not daft is he?
2: Nah, he's no, just, no no Craig, he's, Craig is Craig is sensible. A big intelligent guy, so I don't know what's happened to him down the line. I think he must have tried to be a striker, but then the goalies up. are daft generally. Oh, yeah, we can agree on that 100%. Right, right, okay. That's thank, not a false cliche. Uh,
1: thank you, Liam 01419511025. Do you want to speak to the guys? Now is the time to pick up the phone. It's the perfect time to call because it means you could be up next after the travel.
0: 01419511025 This is Scottish Football's league Leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Gary Caldwell And Andy Halliday Are here It's 01419511025 On the phones And it's at Clyde SSB on Twitter I just realised we just spent the full of the break Talking about the Masters It's one of those weekends that you just let your You let your mind drift away from football And you don't mind it So I think we've all got, got that to look forward to But we're still on the football between now And 8 o'clock Let's bring in A man who's a Celtic fan What have you got for us
9: tonight? Oh, how you doing people? Right? It's just I'm worried a wee bit Because it's taken so long for Eddie Howe. You know You're still waiting for it What if he's this? Just a ploy for Celtic to get season tickets, and and then they go, Oh well, we didn't, you know, come to terms, and we'll just keep John Kennedy or somebody else like Pedro Castini or something. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm not any against him but you should
1: have seen Andy Halliday's face there when you mentioned these pal Pedro. I had some names to get like um, a job, but I didn't think Pedro would have been one. I, I mean, t- let's let's be honest, man, let's be fair. I don't, I certainly don't think it's going to be a ploy by Celtic to to sell season tickets. However, uh, Gary, it's. Human nature It's understandable That fans like a man Might think Okay what's 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 the delay Is there
3: a delay When can we get it Over the line Yeah I think there's a lot To discuss I, I think You know people on the outside Think well, You know Get a man Speak to him And it's done I think There'll be questions From both sides From Celtic uh, To Eddie and, and vice versa And They they need to Iron these out bef- Before he, he gets announced So it is getting to that stage where it is a little bit worrying, and and it looks like there's there could be some problems. But uh, I'm sure they're discussing many things and getting the structure mm. right uh, before it gets announced. Uh, what wh- when it whenever it does Did get announced? Come up against any Eddie Howe teams in your time down south? Uh, just as a player, uh, played against his Bournemouth team, which was excellent. Four three three, played wingers, and they had a brilliant rotation with wingers and fullbacks that. Looked very easy to defend against But was impossible The timing of it and, and looked like a coach Who had a clear identity How he wanted to play Attacking football They were very much a team That counter-pressed you When they lost the ball And he, he built that team Through the leagues And then and managed to keep them In the Premier League uh, Which was a big achievement I mean, Aman I take it your anxiousness About the time frame Is
1: because he's the man He's the one that, that you want
9: Exactly,
3: yeah. I mean The, the, the
9: guy's been proven You know, we I mean, brought them from third or fourth division up right away at Premiership. But I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of worried because Celtic have got history with that Jordan again. Remember Stephen Fletcher? If he got him, Gordon Stacking one to them or something, I think, and we could have won the league. You know, so it's just, you know, you're very always edgy with Celtic. But uh, see before you answer that, can I ask to what's the name? Andy is it Andy Halliday? Oh, he's here. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Aye. Listen, to Andy Halliday. Aye, a lot of people are talking about, is it one in a row, or is it 55 in a row, right?
2: Well, it's not 55 yeah. in a row
1: now. <laughs>
9: well, yeah, yeah, sorry, you know what I mean, Sorry, the titles, right? Yeah. But, but what a lot of people say to me, right, is... I mean, I'm in the middle, I don't doesn't bother me, you know what I mean?
1: I get the but feeling it might, though. I can see where this is going.
9: <laughs> no, 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 but it's just Dave King says when he came in, he's like, listen, I'll pay all my debts, and the history will stay. But the face painter's still waiting for his, you know, 40 quid, so... <laughs> that doesn't you know it, it kind of i'm not well oh. Why is, you it? Know, so I don't know if it's the fifth. I got a lot of angels pals, you know, who are like fifty-five, and I'm like, all right, enjoy yourself, you know. I just so you uh, wanting me to get
1: the face
2: paint of the forty quid? Is that what you're asking? I
1: just wonder if, we'll get, if this was going towards a serious answer for you. I mean, <laughs> I mean, i I'd very much doubt it. Andy Halliday shocks the nation and says it's the first <laughs> title shocker. I can see the front page of the newspaper. He's got uh, his forty quid already. It already. <laughs> is, speaking of speaking of newspapers, though, that, and this is this is a, a real link here to what a man's point was. Regarding 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 Eddie Howe Um, I just saw an article pop up In the Scottish Sun That says Rocker John Fratelli Claims that he has spotted Incoming Celtic boss Eddie Howe House hunting in Glasgow There we go Uh, The Fratelli's front man Who's a huge Hoops fan The article says Lives in Glasgow's West End Don't tell
2: me Another Celtic manager Is going to be A a neighbour of yours Andy Halliday Um, Quite possibly But I mean it's It's uh, it's such a pretty quiet Mass street So I'm I'm not sure we'll, We'll bump into each other much
1: Can you imagine the calls on this show if Andy Halliday was the man charged with showing Eddie Howe around Glasgow? (laughs)
3: Honestly, I'm not sure how that would go down. I I think Eddie Howe might get out of the West End if he comes up. uh. (laughs) 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 Listen, it's it's a
2: lovely part of the world. If that's where he sees his, his future then... That's big enough for the both is, that's for sure Huro-
1: just to
3: get away from Andy maybe if,
1: You know, Hugh <laughs> always says the best place to live for a Celtic re- the best place in Glasgow to live if you're a Celtic or Rangers manager is Edinburgh that was Hugh Keevan's theory
3: uh, on this get yourself as far away from it well, that, as possible I've seen something that he likes after Bournemouth games he liked to go to Sandbanks for an evening meal after a game on a Saturday night and I thought Large, large isn't quite as pretty. You <laughs> better get used to not, not doing able that. To do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, listen. On on a serious note, that is the obvious. It's now it's, the the debate's been, you know, well used. Eddie Howe has a great reputation for playing football. He's meant to be a very good coach. You've told us you know better than us. You've played against these teams. They they've got a very sophisticated way of playing. Can anything prepare you for the Glasgow Goldfish Bowl? That's the obvious one, isn't
3: it? I I don't think so. No, and. He ticks every box in terms of the, the style of play The coach the, he's, How he deals with the media uh, But he, he doesn't know Glasgow And even for myself uh, Growing up a Celtic fan My mum's side of the family Celtic daft, all, all the family And then I remember my first game Giving the ball away uh, against Colmarnock They had a shot at goal, missed We won the game 4-1 And on the Monday I got slaughtered in the media you know criticized for playing out and making a mistake and I thought wow you know like this is different so was it a, was
1: it a real eye opener even though you you had even a, though I, I knew what knew. was
3: coming we went uh first preseason we went to america the supporters that were there the the sheer number it, it does take you back and and rangers are the same uh it does take you a, a back and and you have to get used to that scrutiny that pressure and and you mm. either th- Thrive in it Or, or you, you, you fail within it So it is It is still a big question mark I think The success this season
1: Would indicate And because of the type Of career he's had That Stephen Gerrard Has handled that Side of Andy Have you seen Managers come and go That you think maybe Weren't prepared for the, the Type of scrutiny Or the the expectation levels
2: Yeah and I don't I mean it's no different To a player you know, They're always talking about uh, when the old firm are recruiting players, or big clubs down in England are recruiting players. They also look at the mentality. Can they handle the pressure? Can they handle the expectation? And and a completely different demand because we've all played for clubs that you're going away if you home and a, a points a great point. It's just it's just not the case when you play for the old firm. Every game's a must win. So you know obviously managers also fall down that uh, that category. Eddie Howe, listen, he's been under pressure. He's managed in the Premier League. He's had that pressure. But like guy says, it's just a completely different ball up here. And uh, will he handle it? Well, have you? Have yeah, a good a, potential.
1: A, you, you would, you would have been about as close as you can be to a, a player, knowing what they were walking into. But Gary saying even that doesn't prepare you. I take it you'll have seen other players come to the club that just didn't, just didn't know, didn't.
2: Yeah, hands down. And and, and some players even mm. end up coming out to you and saying, "I wasn't expecting this." Who, who I wasn't in particular?
1: I don't, I don't mean you need to dig them out and say that they were hopeless at handling it, but who mentioned it? Who said, oh, "I just didn't realise it would be quite like this."
2: There's been a few. To be fair, it's like not even if someone comes out and mention it, it's. it's, it's I've told, I've told you The Borna it's Won a hundred times Like when we played Against Borna Barisic At Osijek Guys I'm telling you He was sensational Like Energy up and down The pitch Final ball Delivery And then when he came He did take time To settle in And you know uh, I think it was Jaws the previous caller Fernando Rickson Was the same Stelian Petrov the same Sometimes it does Take these European players Time because It's just I can put a completely different mm. style of football It's a can put A different demand On you physically And mentally and uh, I don't think it's any different For, for, for a situation as a manager like We'll talking about we, Gordon,
3: Gordon Strachan used to always say It was a brilliant phrase for, for Celtic He used to always say it as, You're only one week away from a crisis And I thought it was a great yep. mentality for us to have So you win on a Saturday and it's basically The next week could be a crisis You you have to be ready To win that next game And that is the mentality You need to succeed Gordon Crap
2: oh. Beat the pundit With the Scottish
3: Sun
0: For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football
2: That was going to be really important <laughs> Go on don't, don't don't mess this up No because I was going to Follow up with Gazzy's one See when I signed uh, at Rangers up on Murray Park There, there was different quotes For different you no know, Past managers Past players There was one for Richard Gough That was At Rangers You're not only as good As your last game You're only as good As your last pass And I used to think What a message that is For all the new players I I thought there was
3: Going to be a Gordon Strachan quote
1: (laughs) Right if you think That's pressure Nothing compares to The pressure of Beat the pundit You played yet? Oh you did you played in one Yeah that's You did you're right You're in good company 200% records in here Although Halliday's had to work A bit more for his 01419511025 You come on here You take on Gary Caldwell Or Andy Halliday And you win a signed ball It's that simple You do need to call Before 7 o'clock And I've not given you Much time tonight 01419511025
0: Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Played one Super scoreboard
1: Andy Halliday And Gary Caldwell are here It's time for Beat the Pundit Right I was about to bring in Martin And he's just gone Junkie's bottle's crashed
2: Well, Quite possibly Once you said the
1: 100% record I wonder if it is that No I mean he was on even after that And then as soon as the, the, the break finished He's disappeared The whole, Oh he's back he's, pff, Thank goodness Martin there was I was kidding on Martin There was rumours in here Martin That your bottle had crashed But it's just your signal dropped out Yeah
6: Yeah that's it yeah
1: Good stuff Now Martin a Celtic fan from Bournemouth What a unique position you're in G- Give us the Eddie Howe lowdown
6: um, yeah, everybody down here seems to take a keen interest in it. They all love Eddie House, a boy like figure. Um, and they, they love him. He's really um but yeah, I've, I've never seen him. I've lived here now for a few years. There's quite a lot of ex footballers and football managers live down here. And uh, I have never bumped into Eddie House on. I keep walking down the beach and cycling down the beach in the hope I see him. Too.
1: Get yeah, a bit of an exclusive. Well, this show's brilliant for that, where things just go grow arms and legs. Because after that last discussion, uh, Christopher tweeted in and says, "My mate works for an estate agent, and Eddie Howse actually looking for a house in Kilmaholm in particular." So <laughs> we've now get, we don't even know if he's going to be the Celtic manager, but we've we've got his we've got his um his dwelling. We sorted. do get some good exclusives on here, don't we? We do, we do absolutely <laughs> nice golf course yeah, in Kilmaholm. From sandbanks, it's nice is oh, it Is, is that,
6: is that yeah, what you, you want do, to be
1: What a part
6: of the world that is a bit better
1: Than the Chippy in For sure Oh I don't know English Chippies Are not better than Scottish Chippies No but I refuse to believe that I've got to agree with Martin
2: now Sandbags. What a part of the world that is Have you been, been there have you Oh Unreal yeah. Unreal Have you
1: I mean you still live in England Gary You're not We're not giving them the Chippies Not in a million years No surely? chance No, no? no they, chance. Are they
3: still struggling They are They're no brown sauce For a start Ridiculous Honestly
1: Right anyway Martin Um, You ever played Beat the Pundit before of not No I play most nights Myself in the house You want never. to dislodge Andy Halliday's crown 100% I thought you might Um, Well Gary Caldwell's One from one as well So we've got to give him the Credit where it's due Let's toss the coin Heads it will be Gary Caldwell And tails it will be Andy Halliday Oh Halliday's back in the saddle It's tails It's Andy up against Martin Quite tricky tonight I think Is it? Yeah, I oh, think so oh. We'll get a go I think so could this, be the t- could this be the one Where the run comes to an end Right I'll give Andy some Clyde too to listen to Martin So that he can't steal your answers I'll put 30 seconds on the clock Now I know you've played along at home So you'll know how this works But the thing that I always tell everyone If you don't know Pass quickly And we will move on okay Okay Right let's go 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts Now How many subs are Scottish Premiership teams allowed During 90 minutes this season? Three Which English side did Lee Griffiths play for? Wolves Who's the only Glasgow based team That Dick Campbell has managed? Queen's Park. Which country did Niall McGinn play in between his two Aberdeen spells? South Korea. Which town are East Fife based in? East Fife. Which team sits second in the Scottish Championship? Inverness. Who is Rangers' only current Romanian player? Yanis had you OK, good effort that Right, let's bring Andy Halliday back Can you hear us? Yep You better be on it there, there is a serious expectation on you out there on Twitter these days I've noticed that people won't shut up about it You ready?
2: Yep, we'll get a goal I'm just go.
1: trying to put the pressure on them, Right, 30 seconds starting now How many subs are Scottish Premiership teams allowed during 90 minutes this season?
2: Three
1: Which English side did Lee Griffiths play for? Wolves who is the only Glasgow based team that Dick Campbell has managed? Arthur Thistle. Which country did Niall McGinn play in between his two Aberdeen spells? Non Ireland. Which town are East Fife based in? Fife. Which team sits second in the Scottish Championship? Wraith. Who is Rangers' only current Romanian player? Hadji. Which stadium's got higher capacity, Easter Road or Tynecastle? Tynecastle. Who's the current Challenge Cup holders in Scotland? Oh. Quick. Three, Wraith. two. One Okay, know. okay Martin, how do you think that went?
6: Uh, he's done more than me, I think he's
1: mm, Won't be so sure Let's find out Let's find out How many subs are Premiership teams allowed During 90 minutes? It's five
2: uh, You both went three, three But and... you
1: play in the championship And it's three uh, Which English side did Lee Griffiths play for? It's Wolves You both got it One all Who's the only Glasgow-based team That Dick Campbell's managed It is Partick Thistle And he goes one up um, Which country did Niall McGinn play in? And his between his two Aberdeen spells It is South Korea And Martin really? got it So he equalises Oh Martin that's <laughs>
6: incredible
1: <laughs> Now which town are East Fife based in It's not Fife obviously <laughs> It is Methyl And Martin got it He goes one in front However Andy Halliday Fair knew play. That Wraith Rovers Were second in the championship So he equalises You both knew Yanis Hadji So you're still level And Martin's question's ended there So you've got two more cracks at this which stadium's got higher capacity, Easter Road or Tynecastle? You said Tynecastle, it's Easter Road.
2: Aye, guys, just said that. And
1: who is the current Challenge Cup holders in Scotland? You said, Wraith, it's Ross County. So Ross we are County, really We are going to a tiebreaker. Now, I must admit, I
2: am. I'll tell you what, Martin deserves to win for that Incredible. South Korea answer. Wow. Do not remember that? And no. the oh.
1: uh, Well, I, I, I would never got that. Animal. I can see that by your answer of Fife. Uh, right, here's the question. I'm going to, need to ask. You need to be quick on this Because it's And I'm definitely going to need Producer Callum's help Right Here's the You ever had a tie break
2: before? Um, once I think it was the capacity Of Motherwell Stadium I Right think.
1: okay So here's the deal I'm going to read the question Martin I'll get Andy to write his answer down I will then invite you To give me your attempt okay? Sure But it needs to be quick I can't have you figuring this stuff out So The question is this What is the combined capacity Of Murrayfield And Hamden? Andy Halliday, oh, if you could write your answer down, please, and show us what is the you can't com- show me. the combined capacity of Murrayfield and Hamden. Show me your answer, please. Nae time, no. And Martin, I will take your attempt as well. Martin, um,
6: oh, hello. Yep, let's um, see One hundred and twenty-eight
2: thousand.
1: No, I oh, think I've done them oh This is going to be close. This is going to be close. Oh my goodness. This is I'm not not prepared for this type of arithmetic Andy Haldy has gone for 110,000 Don't tell me it's 109 Andy's gone 110,000 And Martin's gone 128,000 I think we've got a bit of a problem on our hands here Producer Killen. Has someone not won this by 10? And which one of them is it? Go on Put them out of their misery The answer Is 119,010 Wow Someone's gonna need to just give me the confirmation. I'm not diving in on this in case I get it wrong. That means Andy's closer, no? By 10? No. Huh? No, no. Martin's no, closer that means by Martin's
2: 10. Martin's closer by 10, aye. Martin's never no, my wait, strong point. Aye, <laughs> Martin's closer by 10. 109's halfway, innit? <laughs> Martin, there we go. We think you've won. Well done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Producer
1: Callum, you can never give me a question like that again. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident. Somebody get their calculator out.
2: No, no it's, uh, that's definitely 109 is the halfway fee. There we go, brilliant,
1: Martin. Some effort. The sign ball is on its way. You can take it down to the beach in Bournemouth and boot it around till your heart is content. Perfect, thank you. Hey, Martin, that was Martin in Bournemouth. That seems like a, a very harsh way to
2: lose your uh, I your bet, unbeaten run. Ah, uh, but it is what it is. I think, like I said, that South Korea and Methyl or whatever it's called. they have two answers. That <laughs> I, I think you it me
3: the, the Hearts one as well really He had to go with Hearts so it was, it was like, Did you feel a, under pressure? To be it? honest I genuinely thought It was Castle. To
2: be honest I did think it was Castle. Did you? Uh, the one I'm disappointed With the most Is the subs To be honest that was That's poor uh, And that. there
1: we go Andy Haldi's 100% record Is gone For 2021 He's still definitely up there I think that'll be you Tied at the top maybe With Roger Hanna Sort yes, of win percentage I think so. And he does start on minus one And you don't So yep. And there's a picture starting to form here We're going to need to get Andy Haldy back in amongst the winning performances next week Right, 01419511025 in the phones At Clyde SSB on Twitter Black Arthur straight on That'll be a tie for first place with Roger Hanna He's given us the stats That's not a bad position to be in, is it? You'll Take that, I'd take it all day. And Do you feel like a bit of, in a weird way? I know you didn't want to lose your unbeaten run, but is a bit of pressure off now. People
2: will stop no, talking about no, it. I'm devastated, no? are you? Because oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> were, we're talking about it in a good way, by the way. I you wonder, know, straight
1: for the sweets as soon as they lost. I noticed yeah, that. I devastated, honestly. Um, I wonder. How your pal's feeling The one who came on here And thought that he could Knock you off your perch Well he's not got a leg To stand
2: on is he Really Because he was He was dealt with no, But, but I tell you smug. what I'm going home And I'm revising the night Because I never revised properly this week And it just shows you If you don't prepare
1: Yeah I mean yep You should have studied The town in which East Fife are based in You never know Right Callum
2: Shocker But we move on to next I'll be week.
1: honest Callum I absolutely detested That tiebreaker question Never give us a tiebreaker Question like that again Let's let's not let's let's leave arithmetic out of this. Uh, right, o one four one nine five one one o two five. Here's the thing. Just I know listen. Scottish football is the bread and butter. Nothing even comes close. But I just wondered if you saw something that caught my eye last night. Did you see the assistant ref asking for Erling Haaland's autograph
10: mm-hmm.
1: in the tunnel last night? Yep. I just want to know if that's acceptable no, or not. No. Under no circumstances. No, should be
2: demoted from Champions League. Flag to removed. Gayfield next week.
3: <laughs> it's
2: disgusting
1: Hang maybe, up yeah. his flag For yep. a few months yep. Get the flag up Gary
3: Unprofessional
1: No defence for it whatsoever None Even if it's one of the He's going to be A, a, a legend And up and coming Superstar No
10: No
1: no chance No, It's on, uncalled for My next question was Has any match official Ever asked for Gary Caldwell Or Andy Halliday's <laughs> autograph Do we need to go there <laughs> just I just,
3: They've took my name
1: Plenty will, of times I just skipped by that Was <laughs> it on the yellow card That he was asking For the autograph uh, uh, I, I, No genuinely uh, I, I'm not sure
2: that? No, no. I,
1: you, I don't think you could quite tell you But quite make it out
2: They have wrote my name on a yellow card a few <laughs> times
1: But absolutely not acceptable then Under any circumstances No, come
2: on Come on, you're there to do a job You're an official You can't be going about asking for players' autographs Have you ever had any particularly strange encounters
1: with match officials?
2: Oh, great question Anything um, you thought,
1: that's a bit unprofessional That's a bit weird Why is he asking me what I'm having for dinner? Or No, are they all, are they all boring?
2: I have had... I, 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 could, I was going to say I'm not going to name him But I can't actually quite remember who the referee was But oh, I, had, I had had a ref say to me this year That I, I do enjoy you on, on the radio and, and stuff like that That is a bit weird It is weird especially when Obviously you're just about to officiate mm-hmm. my game And,
1: and he said you should get the bit, radio But you're hopeless today yeah, Exactly Something exactly. along those lines Gary anything that even comes close to asking for an autograph Any weird
3: and wonderful No, no I used to speak to them a lot Trying to get away with stuff And I always liked the refs that had a bit of banter with you, and you know when you had a go at a decision, they would have a go. at Who were the your ones play? up here that had that? Uh, none. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was going
1: to, you. Obviously, spent a good portion playing in England as well. Surely, surely, our refs have got better banter than those guys. I,
3: I had one at Thistle. We had the funny one. We had uh, we were playing Hearts in a replay, and uh, we, we should have had a penalty in the last minute, and the, the bench erupted, Kersey and. Uh, Kenny Arthur were going mental At the fourth official And I thought Right calm down You know let's be professional And I said sit down lad Sit there Calm down Then I looked at my bonus After the game And I was like Bloody hell <laughs> <laughs> Glad I never knew that Before the game I would to be not On the feet. pitch uh, But I, I think refs Should be professional And I, like I said I like the ones That can have yeah. that Bit of banter mm. with
1: you I'm assuming he's, Is he starstruck then Is that this guy's problem He's managed to get starstruck By a player on the pitch
10: No
2: I, I very much doubt that I? But I tell you what I've been starstruck A couple of occasions in my life Ever on the pitch though On the pitch nah. Can you allow that to happen Nah, nah Star struck so. with the ref <laughs> <laughs> Me, I've seen Willie Collum uh, <laughs> walking out Saturday at three o'clock. Can you believe
1: it? If I do actually see him in the gym, sometimes and it is, I, I, I love it. I think it's hilarious because I've just seen him on TV like all my life, and I don't, I, I don't actually know him. Gordon Deillo is definitely on that, a cross that trainer. He talks to him in gym. and I remember um, oh, he does all sorts. He's very, into, he's like uh, maybe t- has he got a whistle? Exposing his his private <laughs> life here. He's, he's he's obviously fit, you know. Does, does his stuff? But I, I, was telling someone, um, I just saw Willie Collum in the gym, and I managed to convince them that, you know those small weights you get, maybe like the one kilo, the little, little tiny plate. <laughs> no, no, no. I I, I managed to convince The person that he he Pretends he's pulling them Out of his top pocket And then like Raises the one kilo plate uh, Into the air And they bought it For quite some time But I can really Keep that going So, Uh, Right so you've never Been starstruck enough To ask for an opposition Player's autograph I would imagine But you've What's the closest you've been Footballer wise Starstruck
2: uh, I went to the Champions League final In Milan On 2016 I think it was It was um, Juventus Barcelona And The hotel I was staying at Contained Mr R9 oh, The real Ronaldo And you see him? Aye We had literally just Checked into the hotel We put our bags in the room We got back into the lift To go downstairs the stairs And obviously out and To have a bit of food And whatnot. And as the lift doors opened Nine's just standing in the lift and oh not believe it man could not believe picture. it picture oh picture all day you know, I, I'll, I'll show you after but is that not what's worse fit the lift is size <laughs> him
1: <laughs> is that not what's worse about this erling Haaland thing is like who don't really do autographs anymore do you i thought it would be, I suppose you can't whip the phone out selfie. The yourself and go for the
10: Aye.
1: the selfie and in term i mean you, you you've told us The story before in terms of Rubbing shoulders Swapping shirts That that was hazard wasn't it That was your number one
2: Yeah Like I said it's, Now I'm older It's something I, I regret That I've never done But uh, Yeah That was that was one That I've mm. done But I remember like There's been cases I remember we played Villarreal you Last year And you see like Four or five boys Going to Cazola, like, And I just thought I Couldn't do it No like, well, I'm not going to fight With five of my teammates To get a strip It's just But I, listen Now I definitely regret it I wish I'd done it Back in Back in uh my early days when I've played against, you know, a certain certain few players, I wish I got their strip
1: Gary, ever close to being starstruck when you went down the road, maybe, and came up against some absolute world beaters.
3: I, I think when you're playing against top players, you know, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say starstruck. You're obviously, you know, you respect them, you admire them, you see them on television, and you're mm. you're playing against them. But I think when you're playing, you have to be uh, professional. But I, I met, well, I say I met Ronaldo when we played Brazil. Uh, was like a guest of honour mm-hmm. uh, And he came out And shook everyone's hand. And he was a bit like Wow You know Because he was I think because he was Brazilian uh, And he came for that era When I was a. Was that the younger. game the, the Emirates The Emirates yeah this,
1: this was the game When Mark Wilson Tried to swap shirts With Danny Alves But he gave him it back And Mark Wilson <laughs> oh, ended up with I just own.
3: found out That story tonight It's an incredible story <laughs> It really is It's magnificent uh, If I'd got close enough To Neymar that game I might have got his strip But I was never close enough and he's producing
1: the picture of him and our 90 (laughs) and yeah he's a fair size he's you and Scott Allen put together in
2: that picture he is yeah Yeah. and uh, that's my agent that's in the photo as well And, and when I was in the lift I was like my agent was like Ask him for it And I was like No I'm not asking for A 14 a chance But as soon as we got Down to the mm. The reception My agent I'll do it And just ran up And ended up getting This one I'm glad they did so.
1: well, Who was the one Gary then I know you're, I know you're not Going to get starstruck Against opposition players and am kind of tongue in cheek But who was the one Striker down there then That you came up against And thought Wow well, this I'm going to be Bang at it today I know there would have Been loads But was there one Absolute standout
3: Drogba Really uh, Like you say There was every, every week The strikers were amazing But Drogba was Outrageous! Mm. I always remember when they played up to him. I used to jump and try and head it, and he'd bring it down in his chest and and <laughs> then spin you at the same time. And I'm thinking, what? Like the guy was a bit three feet above me, and he was unbelievable player. Right, How are they gone Hazard's shot. Can you top that? Was the best shot you got? Funny, I was actually I was putting the, uh, my youngest boy to bed, and he's got Ronaldinho and Inzaghi's strips <sighs> in in his room. But I showed. Them, they said, "Were they good players, Dad?" <laughs> so I showed them clips Ronaldinho, and he was like, "Wow!" And then I showed them in Zagi, and uh, my oldest boy said, "Dad, did you play in the olden days?" <laughs> 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 because the footage looked so old uh, yep. in Zagi, and I said, "It's not that Standard old." Standard definition, none, uh, of the, none of the HD stuff. No, it was uh, yeah. They're they're my two, but like similar to Andy. Wish, are you, we never really into it, no. No, just you're either won the game or lost the game, and I always felt you're either high or low and it's not going through your mind no. until, until after but uh, Ronaldinho actually swapped in the the tunnel at the new Camp walking up the steps as a little chapel and I asked him on the pitch and he said yeah I'll see you inside and I thought he's just fobbed me right off <laughs> he's not waiting for me but he was waiting right at the top And got his strip where, and do you th- up.
1: where do you think The Gary Caldwell strip is In, in Ronaldinho's house Above the fireplace I think he's saying His kids Wait He to must have You, yeah. this guy. you he,
3: never know he, he could have showed them My clips last <laughs> night You never know
1: uh, Right we're going to speak to Peter On the line He's a Celtic fan He's coming up next
0: Taking your calls On Scottish football 0141 951 This is Clyde One's Super Scoreboard
1: Gary Caldwell and Andy Halliday are here oh, Do you know what, we're going we're gonna to need to apologise Now, someone's sending me the link to say that the Romanian match official um, He was doing it to raise funds for a a, a very good cause oh, And a charity oh, that he joking with. Great, you've just burst our bubble Now we look like the bad guys We were just having a bit of fun Honestly We're what, sorry What a legend the referee
2: Brilliant, is Brilliant, honestly You should have done it should have, You should have nah, got,
1: should have have got, got them. all oh, I'm really sorry I'm really sorry for saying that now uh, Let's bring in Peter because he's been waiting for ages Peter, what's your point tonight?
11: Yeah, obviously, Gordon, it's a bit of, obviously, uh, well, the last ongoing discussion about Eddie Howe, because up until now, Gordon, to my knowledge, I could be wrong, I mean, you guys probably look totally different, but there's been no clarification or confirmation from either party that contact has been made in their in-advanced talks. So, to me, it's just all media speculation at this moment in time, i.e., like, a week to ten days ago, Roy Keane was getting the job, who was going to be paraded at the start of the week, yeah, you you're obviously I'm hearing phone calls listening to show obviously a regular basis and you're hearing Celtic supporters and officer supporters saying their feelings about Eddie Howe and why judge a guy before he even walks in the door if it is him? And I agree with I think it kinda means if it's Andy or Gary. See, to me going every player depending on who's going to state party this season, every player starts with A clean Slate if it's Eddie Howe, And that includes a goalkeeper. Yeah. I don't I'll give my chance right. Again, because you can't have a, a £5 million you can't have a get a clean sheet record in, in Greece into the bargain and be a really bad goalkeeper. Don't know what's happened. Neither knows exactly what's going on inside Parquet this season. I mean, neither the players that would go would have been half, not half the boil, but I don't know what it is the they have played this season. I mean, there's you know you know the players on top of one it's just even the fact that some of them didn't get their transfers. But you kinda of tell me Edward, Christie, McGregor, Griffiths, Ayer, Julian, all of a sudden are all really, really bad players and the other side of the city have come on loot and boundaries. I have done this season for have won the league, they deserve deserve winners. But I'll give either I'll wait until whether it's Mr Howie or whoever else is been presented to yourselves in the press conference. Mm. I'm not over again what first July, was July and we still hadn't appointed anybody and was a pushing start of the season then I would start to say, we are But season long as to get the right man in Gordon. Yep. I'm no, I'm not here going, give me another Brendan Rodgers or get me a Jogin I want the right man in it trains the players, coaches players man management. Martin Niels, man managing scores were sent to on B Gordon's was sent and on. Give me somebody who can get that and get the best out of players. Then I'll see mm. my players uh, support being a hundred percent every week. I'll I'll take that. I'll take that out leaving Parkhead
1: every every Saturday. Yeah, I mean to be fair though, Peter, I get what you're saying. You're saying you know there's been no statement from Eddie Howe. There's been no statement from Celtic. But but that's always quite unlikely, isn't it? Celtic ain't going to say, yeah, we're going to chase Eddie Howe. You know because you need to let these things take their course, Gary. And then if it doesn't work out, you're you end up with egg in your face. And Peter saying, I mean, last week it was it was Roy Keane. No, no the, the Roy the Roy Keane link never got as strong as this. They know that the people are fully confident or you know, have full belief that Eddie Howe is close to becoming the Celtic manager. I know Roy Keane's name was there, but it was never never quite this level. Does the length of time it's been perceived by Peter or other fans does that, that make any difference to you?
3: I think Celtic would have spoke to a number of candidates and they they would be mad not to to like uh the caller says, to try and get the best uh, person in to to do the job. I think the length its time it's taken, I said before, how You know, these things take time. There's discussions from both parties. It needs to be right for both parties. Backroom staff, they need to talk about, you know, finances. There is a lot to discuss. Uh, So I think every day it goes, it becomes a bit more of a doubt. I think they need to get the manager in soon because whilst, you know, next season people might think it's not that far away, you need to think about recruitment. You need to think about how he's going to, you know, start with the team and he needs to start well. Uh, so the manager The sooner the manager gets in I think the better Peter The The
1: clean slate that you
3: mentioned um,
1: You know Barkas and others You think can Can be won over Just to kind of take that on a little bit Do you think the appointment of Eddie Howe Could convince players That everyone says wants to leave That c- could convince them to stay?
11: Well God, that's why If said Eddie Howe right Or well, whoever it is But if we'll go with Eddie Howe right if- I'm not going to be reading what I'm reading, right? It's 90% out of the line. We stumble on blocks where it could be the football director. But you're reading all sorts of names who's coming, going to bring them, um, like <clears throat> Mark Buck, Joel, other names, Peter Grant, can throw yeah, you're, you're hearing obviously so it's still going to be John Kennedy, Gavin Stratton, right? Which, I don't know what, honestly, I don't know what, to believe, what to believe, right? But I just think, Gordon... I'm not saying he's going to turn Barkas into a world class goalkeeper But there must have been a goalkeeper in there are you So maybe This is a clean slate That's why I'd like to see him in just now Rather than the summer He's got 5-6 weeks Or whatever It's 5 league games plus uh, Of the Scottish Cup Depending on what harm is it But You can assess the players he's got there Then he knows exactly what he's working with Then maybe Say yeah, "Yeah, Look Give me a year is it possible you can sign a year's extension? Send me Big Eddie. Give me a year. This is my plans going forward. This is what I like to, how I like to play. This is how I want to structure my defence, either around you, or if he maybe wants to see him in midfield. I don't know, Gordon. We don't, because these guys are saying, nobody knows. And i do agree with Garrison. Or if it's going to take things, if we're going down to also the director of football. So nobody knows. Yeah. How the whole package And I just think It's going to start Coming into place Gordon Because all of a sudden We found out yesterday The CEO is coming in early So to me then The ball's rolling mm-hmm. Maybe not rolling Quick enough for ourselves Self defence Season tickets renewals is having a sell on my doorstep Right now And it's not a, It's not a pawn they're, they're going to put to you If you're a season ticket holder You want to renew it Gordon I, I can't wait to get back to party. I'm hoping We can get back in next season The 12,500 fans For the European uh, Euros game it's a, a start for us. Yeah, and he's hoping that we can build on
1: that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Gary, what about that? Can the appointment of Eddie Howe keep more of this Celtic team together than people expect? Or in the case of say Edouard and is is the business side of it just going to you know wipe away the, whoever the manager
3: is? I think it's discussions between the manager, the chief exec, uh, the players. You know, I think the players being the most important people that are they committed to to what the new manager wants are they committed to celtic uh, and if they are then great if they're not then then it's finances dictate then how much can you get for these players to to reinvest in the squad but uh i, I think for me it's that the structure behind the scenes as well does a does a director of football come in before the manager Or the manager then A director of football I mean ideally That's what happens isn't it but I, I think the director of football Should be in place Before the manager Stroke mm-hmm. head coach Comes in But does Eddie Howe Want to work under those yep. uh, Circumstances Then all this is getting Discussed behind the scenes Hence why it's taking time uh, For them to finalise Everything that they're Going to do moving forward Which is a good thing mm-hmm. Because they need, to, they need to Get this decision right Thank you Peter I've done you two in tonight Because we're now
1: 25-8 And I've not given you the teaser yet oh. Which means you've got even less time uh, To work on it And you have to redeem yourself After losing on Beat the Pundit For the first time And it's the crazy pony He's back on He sent a couple yesterday And they were very similar So I thought we would use them On consecutive nights Can you name 8 players Who've scored hat-tricks In both the English Premier League And the Scottish Top Flight 8 players have scored hat-tricks In both the English Premier League And the Scottish Top Flight Yes Kenny Miller No Keane Robbie Keane No he only scored one In a cup competition Up here I think Bellamy No uh,
2: Defoe
1: Yes Jermaine Defoe Eight players Who've scored hat-tricks In both the English Premier League And the Scottish Top flight uh, You've got Jermaine Defoe And Mark Viduca. Um, we'll let that bubble Ian away right? Between now and the end of the show No it, Right So that we kind of did the opposite Of this last night We did players that Got one down there And couldn't manage one up here And he was one of them So I suspect we will hear A lot of the same names But Jermaine Defoe And Mark Viduca, That's two So you've got six to get And um, we'll get back to that Like I say better of redemption For Andy Halliday Needed after losing And beat the pundit And uh, we think we've discovered Why Mac says Tell Andy That's what happens When you spend too much time Playing COD yeah. Uh, call of Duty yeah. have you been, Are you a bit of a,
2: a, a Call of Duty
1: fiend A gamer have you Have been spending Too since much time s-
2: Since lockdown Oh Absolutely battering Did you ever play The Playstation or, something that? I'm a grown man <laughs> <laughs> That ah. was almost That still game Conversation
1: there see, I'd see, sort of look In his face
2: see when, you're, see when you're 29 and you're still Fortunate enough To not have kids In your life And you've got time On your own so is Mac a friend of yours Or Mac? is
1: he Or is he just one of these Because you'll be playing it online I assume And everyone notices That you spend an Mac. inordinate amount of time on there nah, Yeah, so I don't. He's, a, he's an online friend Must He's be. A, a gaming friend And so you've been spending too much time doing that Rather than finding out Yeah because I'm not a t- I told you this is.
2: I'm not a TV watcher At all I don't like what I can't sit hmm. and watch a t- the TV Or sit and watch a movie The only thing I watch is football Or sports so that's my, uh, that's my hobby that kills time when I can't go out and play golf
1: Do you, do you get the headset on and like shout at the other competitors and all that's that it's just like a, That's like the done thing
2: What, trash talk?
1: Yeah <laughs> no. what, Are you, you going to give us some of your no, cod I I talk? I don't
2: trash talk, that's
1: for sure uh, Depending on what age you are in our listening audience Some of them are going, oh
2: I can't even, Andy, Andy oh, I don't plays
1: cod Trash talk and the rest are sitting going What are they three on about? And I think
3: Gary's one of them See the, the mad
2: thing, I had never played the PlayStation until I was 25 a lot of people play what? it when they're younger Like it, Obviously growing and up I never people, played the my PlayStation, kids, it playstation My kids play it I, Never 14. And then When me and my missus moved in together And she started uni So she started doing uni And every day she was doing uni So we stopped watching the tele And what not The worst thing could happen to me so, PlayStation fiend after that Gary
1: Caldwell's 14 year old Just give Mandy Halliday's these login details Or whatever <laughs> we we'll trash make talk we trash <laughs> talk um, Right here's one Because we don't only take Questions on the, the phone We are on Twitter as well SLB has sent me this Which even I would admit Is quite an incredible story But he wants Andy's take on it He says Surely this can't be true Unless Andy Halliday Can give us some Training ground stories And here it is It's from a Twitter account And it says Bayern Are showing an interest In Almeria striker Umar Sadiq Uh, Do you know what I've heard that Without presenting An official offer At the moment Almeria are referring To the players Release clause Estimated At 60 Million no euros, which would be eighty million euros if they get promoted. <laughs> Surely not. I mean, I don't even know the guy, and I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's the lovely chap. But I mean, listen, having I worked Scott, with him, does that surprise
2: you? Uh, when Rangers signed them, I remember. I think it was. I think it was Kenny. Actually, uh, Kenny Miller. He'd spoke to Julian Lescott, and because uh, did they, does Man City and was it what was it Man City have got a partnership with him in uh, Holland or something uh, he was doing uh, like uh, Breda is it NEC Breda or something and he was basically he was the loan manager for a couple of players they had in Holland he's like, well, the, he was saying the boy Sadiq Mercedes, he's saying top top player he's like, he'll do really really well for you and obviously I think he played one game didn't he really mm-hmm. never settled then never played that well and if you told me he was going to go for 60 million euros I'd come on now like stop trash talking me
1: <laughs> so he didn't get more- yeah you're right it was the Aberdeen game in the cup wasn't it yep. that was, the that was his only start um, but was there not was there a player in there what, what was he like in training no you don't seem convinced
2: It wasn't a good player in training right but I have played <laughs> I have played with hundreds of strikers specifically that are not good trainers and they've always done like, they, they just come alive right. when it comes to a game I play, and I mean that Like I've played with hundreds of them uh, so he could have been that type of player but the fact of the matter is that When you You don't train well And a manager's watching you, you Just come into the team And no train well They're not going to pick mm-hmm. you So you don't get the chance To show what you can do At the weekend So that would be The most surprising Transfer of the summer By a mile Of you all would, time you would, of, of, Ever yeah. 60 million Oh come on By a Munich Aye it would be It would be But I've heard he has Done really well since he left I think he went to was it partisan initially Done really well And now he's at Elmira oh, and 17
1: well for, goals this season 17 so there you go so. He's flying Third yeah, Listen exactly. good guy Who are we to laugh Exactly good on you Omar Um yeah, was yeah. I guess that'll, see if he's in the Champions League final. I, I I look forward to that in the coming seasons just yep. to see the look in your face. Um, have we got time? I'll tell you what. What we'll do is we'll take a break and we'll bring in Andy, who is a Rangers fan calling in from Finison. We'll speak to him next.
0: Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Right, we're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard What about this for a reaction? We were just talking before the break SLB sent me this article um, Suggesting that Umar Sadiq is on his way to to Bayern Munich And in the space of the 30 seconds that it took for us to discuss it and move to the break Andy Haldy was telling us that his uh, Rangers teammates, ex-Rangers teammates, group chat has lit up with discussions <laughs> of Umar Sadiq. Are they all saying, "Yeah, I always tipped this guy to go. I knew this this move would happen."
2: I do. Yeah. Everyone no was in the is saying they're buzzing for him, basically.
1: Words to that effect. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't believe you. Not even not even close. <laughs> uh, what about that teaser? How are you getting on? Eight players have scored hat tricks in both the English Premier League and the Scottish Top Flight. Jermaine Defoe, Mark Viduca, That's all you've got on Twitter. Good response coming in. Aj has got Yep yeah, he's got a few What did you get during the
3: break? I was Sutton or Hartson uh, Sutton
1: is
2: correct Hartson is not Current team mate Stephen Smith Yes I Remember wondering. his hard trick trick against Chelsea And did you not Great, say that
1: Because every, every Wednesday night Thursday morning You always say Oh you text me Can I get the What was the question yeah, last night Jansels? And you usually Because he's one that takes part Isn't he in the I oh, sure. love it when I give it So tomorrow. if you had not got him On the teaser You would have um, You would have some exp- I, Explaining I to game. do one, two, three, four to get. Pookie. No, again, he was one last night, so could, didn't manage it up here. Mm-hmm. How good are they at the moment, by the way? Norwich. See, that was at seven. Seven. No. seven, seven no.
2: No last night. Jeez. Fine. Excellent. Um, any more? Kinchelskis
1: Again. Oh. Last night. Nope. Didn't manage it up here. Big shout. So the four you've got left. I'll start pointing you in the right direction. One former Celtic player. Two former Rangers players. Craig Burley. Nope. And one who didn't play for either.
2: Ricardo Fuller
1: No 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 Alright I'll leave that there I think we're Do you know what We're going Back a bit With these ones now um, Back a little bit Certainly a lot further back Than Ex-Motherwell No Than, than Naismith Or Defoe uh, Were you going to go McFadden Yeah
2: Or Kenny uh, O'Connor Nope Alright right,
1: we'll, we'll leave it there Let's bring in Andy And And Hi Andy
12: How you doing guys Donnie
1: Oh good here What's your point
12: I'm, just, uh, I'm glad that Tabs obviously signed the new deal and I quite agree with the boys the boy Patterson has got to stay as well you know what I mean but they, uh I know Jermaine De to sign but do you think we can afford them you Know these wages and the games he's playing because I mean you'll still get when I, mean, I get four players up front you get Itton who's still selling, in it must be Andy said the but it must be even worse a year like this with the lockdown No even harder to get settled in so do you think we can keep the before no, um,
2: Andy. To be honest, I think I think it will be an honest conversation between the player and the manager. Obviously, their ex-teammates, uh, obviously, well, documented they were friends before he, he came up the, uh up north to play with Rangers. I think if if Jermaine Defoe's realistic, That it wants to continue his career another year. I do think there will be a significant, you know, wage cut for what he's uh, on just now. And to be honest, I think that's something he'll be pretty happy with. I think he made it perfectly clear that you know he wants to have another year so he can know say goodbye properly to the fans and, and, and have a year of playing back in, in full stadiums again and I think he's, he's realistic at this stage in his career he's no longer you know the, the, the number one striker uh, at the football club and and obviously his games will be I'd imagine you sparingly next year so I think it'll be an honest conversation having the manager will have uh, but he seems very very keen to um, to have one more year at uh, professional club uh, football and at a big club like Rangers so I do think that there will be some agreement where where they can continue his Rangers' career. I
1: mean, there's been a real conscious effort to manage his game time. Gary's not in the Europa League squad; he does not take part in in Rangers' Europa League games. I wonder how happy he'd be with that next season. Rangers are off playing in in the Champions League, and if it was to be the same again, but maybe he's at that stage that, that would still suit him. I don't know. I think it's
3: players at, at that age, at the kind of back end of their career, it's what they contribute every day as well in the dressing room. So whilst they're not uh, on the park. Uh, are they contributing within the dressing room? Are they guiding the younger players? Are they setting the standards in training? So, uh, you know that will be. I'm, I'm sure he is. Uh, he's a player I've, I've played against a few times down in England, and an outstanding striker. And you know, I think what he brings on a daily basis is probably more important now than what he brings on the pitch. But that has to be in line, obviously, with uh, mm. the wages as well. Yeah, I mean, really, as you sparingly,
1: Andy. I looked it up. To double check because I knew it wasn't many. Fifteen appearances this season. Um, one of them against Lincoln Red Imps. One of them against Falkirk in the League Cup, and one against Cove. Yeah. The other night I mean, it was that his three starts? I don't know. I must admit, because by the pro- way, he still probably, scored in every one of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's got five goals in fifteen. Um, the kind of one in three, but that is that 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 you know, if that was to reduce even further next season, then that that's not a lot of game time at all, is it?
2: No, I mean it's not, but. Listen, I think Gaz makes a, makes a good point. It's it's what he brings to to, to the football club, morale to, to all the squad that's there, leadership, but what he's given to the young players and you know, we with two or three, you know, promising uh, young strikers that are coming through at the Rangers, they've got no better no better person to look up to and, and learn from than Jermaine Defoe. So I think like I said, I think there's going to be a conversation with between um uh, Jermaine mm. Defoe and Stephen Gerrard. And listen, I think Jermaine Defoe will be under no illusions that if he signs another year. He'll probably realise it will not be many appearances coming his way, but if he's more than happy to, mm. to uh, you know, slow down his career to, to move to the next phase, but but have one year one more crack at it, I'm, I'm sure he'll come to some sort of agreement.
1: What do you think, Andy? On the line, I suppose Rangers are now in a in a, much, a different place, recruitment wise, where you're trying to strengthen from a a good position, and you're you may be trying to assess right what takes you to the next level, rather than in, in, you know, can being, being happy where you're at.
12: Yeah, well, I feel, I totally agree with the boys there about, you know, having them in the dressing room. But uh, just that you've got to go get four players up front, you know what I mean? And uh, definitely uh, I think the boys say earlier the well, on there's got to the boat to, be, to fit in Tavern, and Patterson, you know what I mean, because they're gonna be hopefully we're gonna be going to every final next year and play all the league games and the European mm-hmm. in the Champions League games. So there is time for rotation on that, you know what I mean? So I'm quite happy now, uh, the way things are. You know what I mean really I'm here I'm
1: happy If I was to ask you to put One of your Pound coins To cash for kids Andy And whether Alfredo Morelos Will be a Rangers player Or not next season Which way would it go
2: Yeah I think he will be Yeah I, I doubted it last year But I think just Off the back of this season And, and I'm going to crack At Champions League football Next year I do think about Rangers playing. This Is that Rangers
1: the over- Because we, we can't be naive About this stuff Like mo- Guys Come to our league And they'll want, we'll want To better themselves And want to play mm-hmm. in, in In higher profile leagues And earn more money And you know, he's, that's understandable. Is that now the obvious kind of discussion point though it's no no one more come on because this is Champions League. And if you thought you were in the shop window before in the Europa League, yeah. this is what we can offer.
2: I mean listen, Gordon, every every player's got their price. If if somebody comes in with a £20, £20 million pound bid for, for, for Alfredo Morelos in, in the summer, Rangers will certainly have something to think about. But I just do feel that he's really, really happy at the football club. I think that he'll he'll be more than happy to stay another year play Champions League football and, and see where it takes him. And listen, if he scores the goals he does Next year in the Champions League that he's done the Europa League, and we're talking about you know a whole different ball game of clubs.
3: Yeah, I agree. I think a couple of year ago they had an opportunity where his price was was probably high. Then then he, he had a, he went off the boil a little bit his discipline issues, uh, but I think this year back end of the season he's came back into form. The market this summer I don't think will be great in terms of a selling market. So I think they'll look to keep him see how he does next year it's a big year for, for every Rangers player with that Champions League exposure and, and those games uh, to perform in so uh, I'm sure he'll stay this summer to, to look forward to that Andy thank you very much that was Andy in finishing on the line any more on this teaser
2: Samaras?
1: Nope that's a bold shout him getting an English Premier League
10: hat-trick no, he, he put, he I know he did Man Man City, City
1: Ooh. I say flow. You didn't, but you should have. A flow? Yep, Tori Andre, flow. Oh well God, done. I had that Three more to go. Uh, I, I, I couldn't help but notice you were absent from the Harps squad at the
2: weekend. Yep. What's, what's happening? Uh, done my quad last Thursday. Um, thankfully, it's just a strain. So. Uh, first game that I've missed through injury in six years, unfortunately but, uh, Seriously? Yep, yeah, incredible yeah, Six years
1: He's like one of those kids at school that got the attendance prize every year for just turning up Doesn't really matter what you do when you're there, but as, as, long, as, you're,
10: as long as you're
1: there every day Seriously?
2: Uh, six years First game you've missed in six years, injured, what was the last Still one? Still gutted about it, to be honest um, I can't even remember, it's been that no long wonder, but uh, yeah I was pretty injury prone, to be honest, as a youngster Um even going all the way up to sort of 21, 22 Had numerous issues with uh, Numerous groin problems and whatnot. But been very very fortunate since that, that I've not missed many I've missed a few of his suspension right enough what,
1: You said quad injury not how, I was going to say injury, how you yeah. pulled your quad D- D- you sure. I thought no, she, on, no, she, on the point, I was going to say It's a
2: blistered <laughs> thumb It's his call of duty injury It was he's... actually bursting into the box At real pace Actually <laughs> Which game it was this? It was quick <laughs> But uh, Felt it straight away <laughs> 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 Felt it straight away Um Try to continue mm. for sort of five ten minutes. Knew there wasn't something right. You know, went into another spin. Mm. Thought, nah, something's not right. Uh, yet. I mean, Gary, you
1: you were in the wars, surely. I mean, this is this this just shows you as
2: as impressive
1: as we should be by that. Does that say that he just is not getting stuck in enough? You must have been. You must have picked up some. You were telling us during the break you had a uh, quite I've, the injury I've, I've record. Got,
3: yeah, we we used to have this at Wigan with the staff and my assistant played with a broken leg once, and I always had a trump card that I was on the pitch with a punctured lung. So. <laughs> That sounds I absolutely rubbish <laughs> How and where and when does that take place? Tyne Castle, a long time ago uh, The keeper I think was Zibby Malkowski If I'm right Came out and knee right into my ribs oh,
1: Daft goalies, what did we say? Starting yeah. the show I, th-
3: A few weeks before, my mate Stuart Malcolm Had played with broken ribs And I thought I'll be alright If they're just broken But couldn't get my breath As soon as I came <laughs> no off wonder. The doctor said You've punctured your lung And I thought I was going to die on the, In the dressing room <laughs> Uh, shouldn't but, really laugh but. Uh, four or five weeks I was I was back playing, so it wasn't too bad how
1: how did they fix a punctured lung I've got visions that, you know like the wee bike repair kit you used to get and you have to <laughs> just stick a wee plaster it must be something more sophisticated they actually, than that.
3: I, I got taken in the ambulance to a, a hospital in Edinburgh and they, they had a junior doctor in, in the beginning saying do you mind and I was just in so much pain I was like just fix it and this guy was faffing about because you have to, they have to like force a tube through your broken ribs. I'm like, this, is, this isn't lung. getting any better. And the guy was taking forever and eventually I was like, right, get the real <laughs> deal in. And this one doctor just came in and it was just like, bang. The pain was outrageous, but it went straight in and that was me.
2: Oh it does not sound pretty, does it? Nah, not-
3: Pulled quad any day of the week. Right. Thank you very much. <laughs> Take that. Uh, what's
1: life been like recently, Andy, for, for you and the guys? Because the the points gap at the top of the championships looking healthy, you are going to get promoted, but the recent run of forms not been great, and the Harps fans heightened by the whole Brewer Rangers Cup exit have been frustrated to yeah. say the least.
2: I mean, listen, there is nothing, no words that I am going to say that can. They can sort of make any type of excuse for a result at Broa. but it's i mean it's completely unacceptable and, and obviously the fans have have got every right to be disappointed and frustrated and, and and you're right the you know we we don't take any satisfaction for being 10 points whatever it is 11 points at the top of the table all we want to do is win on a saturday and we've not done that enough in the in the past few weeks but the more worrying factor for us is probably performances i think um you know at the start of the season we were, we were doing really well we were scoring three four goals at will and and, and really dismantling teams i think uh, over the last few weeks We've not seen that again mm. uh, But I've said it numerous times And you know Hearts, Hearts fans will take no No satisfaction from me saying it But I do have real belief In the squad of players And the staff that we've got mm. At the football club That will that we'll continue mm. to improve And get better And I think you know, our, our, obse- our objective sorry, Was always to get the club Back into the top flight The first time I asked, And we wanted to do that convincingly I still think right now We're in a relatively good position To do that But we want to get back on that hurdle uh, Winning mentality Winning games And we've got four games left to go To try and win all four See it's not always
1: what you say Sometimes it's what you don't say He had the full chance there To remind everyone That he wasn't <laughs> involved Against Brora And he was sitting in the house But he didn't take it That's team, <laughs> a team not. player A team player we like that Right three to go On the teaser um, Let me remind you no. If you want to send your questions in And please do time at Clyde1.com Tonight eight players Who've scored hat-tricks In the English Premier League And our top flight Jermaine Defoe Mark Viduca, Chris Sutton Tori Andrew Flo Stephen A. Smith Right the two Fletcher? Nope There's one more Former Rangers striker So we're probably talking Sort of 99-ish I'd imagine So would you have been About 9 or something 8 or 9 year old
2: (sighs) Brilliant Um, Scored
1: a significant Rod Wallace Yes There we go Rod Wallace The former Leeds No I was moving on To the next clue But thanks for that Um, Right the former Celtic one Rumoured to be coming back To the club in a kind of a management capacity, coaching staff. Um, not too long ago, but it didn't transpire. English red hair, if that helps. Gordon Strachan. <laughs> not no, I'll put you out your misery red on that one. Hair? Tommy Johnson. Oh yeah. I mean, and, red. and the last one, um, Blackburn and Dundee United. In Scotland, yes, Kevin, Kevin Gallagher. Gallagher. Right, room. thank you, Gary Caldwell and Andy Halliday. Thank you to you though for all your calls and tweets. We are back tomorrow six o'clock with Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson. You'll be pleased to say he's had his haircut; he doesn't look like clear balding anymore. So I'll maybe fire up a picture of that tomorrow when he arrives. Uh, and in the meantime, stay right there. Callum Gallagher is up next.